Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. Unfortunately, I've got some bad news. My predictions about a central bank digital currency are starting to come true. Let's get right over to my Twitter feed, and then we're going to go over to the New York Times, and I'll explain exactly what I am referring to. So here is a tweet that I sent out today. I'll go ahead and read it for you. I've been very vocal about my view that the mainstream narrative would turn to, quote, we should just make individuals dollar assets. In other words, your bank account, you, every single person watching this live stream right now, we should make your bank account a liability of the Federal Reserve. You guys have been watching this channel. You watch my videos. I'm sure you have heard me talk about this at nauseum <laughs> that we shouldn't really be fearing a central uh, bank digital currency per se. What we should really be concerned with is the individual's accounts moving to the Federal Reserve. In other words, your dollar assets becoming a liability of the Fed, the central planners, and the authoritarians. Q. Paul Krugman, of all people, where he tweeted out recently, about an article that he wrote in the New York Times on central bank digital currencies. We're going to get to that in a moment. But here is his tweet, and listen to this very carefully. In passing, I mentioned that the easy solution, the easy solution for what? Banking crisis, anyone's concerns about the banking system, FDIC, depositors taking a haircut, so the easy solution for all of those concerns would be to allow individual accounts at the Federal Reserve. Boom. Exactly <laughs> what we have been talking about for weeks, if not months, on this channel. This is what I have been warning about. And this is why I've been pounding the table saying, guys, don't Yes, it's, it's about a central bank digital currency, but you have to understand they're not going to call it a central bank digital currency. The Janet Yellen's not going to come out and say, oh, hey, here's FedCoin. We're forcing you all to use it now. Forget about those dollars that you had before. They understand that there's serious negative connotations around a CBDC. It's got a very bad brand, right? Negative PR. So the, the, what they're going to do, in, in my opinion, this is just my base case, Again, no certainties, just probabilities here. But what they'll most likely do is say, why on earth are you going to have your account at, at, at Wells Fargo, at B of A, at Chase? Look at what happened to the depositors or what could have happened to the, the depositors at Silicon Valley Bank, Signature, Credit Suisse, and maybe more banks throughout the rest of 2023. We're by no means through this crisis that the yield curve has been predicting. So you can see the Paul Krugman types, the mainstream media, the central planners coming in and saying, oh, you average Joe and Jane, don't you worry. You sh or you shouldn't have to worry about your deposits. You shouldn't have to worry about taking a haircut. So why don't you just move your dollars to the only bank that can't go bust? Problem solved. And not only that, how unfair is it that we can pay JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, B of A, the banksters, Jamie Dimon, 4.5%, 5%, maybe even more, but your bank isn't even paying you 50 basis points for your deposit account. So why shouldn't you have the exact same 
Well, why shouldn't you have the exact same uh, resources or why shouldn't you receive the exact same privileges that the banksters have, meaning 5% on their deposits, right? Well, at the same time, we don't even need about we don't even need to worry about FDIC because it's on the Fed's balance sheet. They can't go bust. We don't even need deposit insurance. You see, and that's exactly what I've been saying they would say and how I said the narrative would change. And here we go, Paul Krugman, the, the mainstream, the quintessential mainstream economist, Mr. Nobel Prize winner, literally almost quoting me <laughs> verbatim. But instead of a warning, he's saying, oh, yeah, this would be great. Again, we should allow individual accounts at the Fed. His words, not mine. So let's go over to his New York Times article and dive further into the details. The title is The Weird New War on Woke Money. Okay, so obviously he's extremely political, so he's going to go after DeSantis. But uh, I actually criticized DeSantis for this a a little bit the other day as well, but for far different reasons. So he starts by saying Florida in quotes. I don't know. Why is that in quotes? (laughs) Is he calling it something else? Uh, Okay, whatever. Said uh, Florida said government Ron DeSantis and it, oh, I see. He's quoting DeSantis. I got it. In his victory speech, is where woke goes to die. Indeed, DeSantis, who currently seems to be the only halfway viable rival to Trump for the candidate, uh, the presidential nomination, has sought to crack down on wokeness in all forms. Okay, uh, he talked about acknowledging the role of racism. Okay, yeah, this and uh, Paul Krugman just spins it to such a massive degree. So for for us, we would say, okay, we don't want teachers going over sex ed with kindergarten children, which just seems commonsensical. But the way Krugman spins that is accepting same-sex relationships. <laughs> so all of a sudden, if you don't want your five-year-old uh, talking about you know sexually, sexually explicit materials with their teacher or their teacher talking to your five-year-old, about gay sex, then uh, this means that you are homophobic and you are not accepting of same-sex relationships. That's kind of the mental gymnastics or the uh, the pretzel logic of people like Paul Krugman. But he goes on to conclude the sentence by saying, or allowing the creation of central bank digital currency. He says, seriously, DeSantis, speaking for the podium, is talking about Big Brother's digital dollar. And then he goes on to quote DeSantis saying that this could allow the government to impose an ESG agenda, for example, preventing people from buying too much gas or buying rifles. Now, Krugman goes on to say, if this sounds crazy, that's because it is. Yes, of course, Krugman. When in human history have governments taken taken advantage of the power the people give them. I, I can't think of a time. He, he's got to be choosing. He's got to be making a conscious choice to ignore the realities of human history. And and that, oh, so let's just, who cares? Let's give all the government this power and the central planners. And I mean, and if you even imply that something could go wrong, there could be an unintended consequences or some person with insatiable lust for power may try to leverage that in the future. Well, then you're just a crazy. 
you're just a tinfoil hatter. But what's bizarre is, especially since 2020, what is the accuracy rate of the individual that Krugman would label a conspiracy theorist? 100% (laughs) or very close to 100%. So at some point, I mean, I think even the Krugman types are going to have to acknowledge that, hmm, maybe this conspiracy theory thing is, or these conspiracy theorists are onto something considering how every one of their conspiracy theories becomes a conspiracy fact. (laughs) At some point, they will have to acknowledge this, but uh, it ain't going to be right now. So he goes on to, I mean, I'm going to summarize this whole thing. He's talking about how the Republicans are crazy and that uh, they want to, and they're insane for wanting to crack down on the IRS spying on the average Joe and Jane, because we know the IRS would never do anything nefarious. They would never do anything political. And we should just give them as much power as they would ever want. And we should give them unlimited resources because we know that the only thing they'll do with that power is just go after, quote unquote, tax cheats. And by the way, this is the the worst argument. Yeah, I've never really done a whiteboard video on this, but I've, I've talked about it in several whiteboard videos where the argument from the Krugman types is always that look at all these people that are cheating taxes. And if we could just collect that money, then uh, the IRS would collect an additional whatever it is, call it a trillion dollars a year. But what they never talk about, they always talk about the people that don't pay enough, but they never talk about the people that pay too much. Why is that? And I promise you, if you took the total amount of people's overpayments and compared that to people's underpayments, the amount of overpayments would far exceed the amount of underpayments. Uh, I mean, a a great story of this is is my brother-in-law one time uh, told me that he got a letter from his uh, accountant that said that the IRS was coming back and saying that he owed an additional $5,000. And so my brother-in-law asked his accountant, he says, is this true? And the accountant said, no, absolutely not. You do not owe this money. I can just point right to the law. This is completely bogus. And he asked his accountant, he's like, okay, well, how much am I going to have to pay you to actually respond to this and handle it? He's like, uh, probably 10 grand. So my brother-in-law's like, well, I'm just going to pay the stupid five grand because if I don't, I'm going to pay 10 grand, just not paying the five grand. And how many individuals are in that exact same position? I mean, think of all the tax write-offs that people could take that, uh, that, um, or think of all the tax write-offs that people don't take advantage of that they legally could. And once you start going down that rabbit hole and go through that thought experiment, it's very easy to see how people vastly overpay on net balance. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of -of out-of-control central banks and big governments, 
Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Getting back to the article here. He said, for the most part, our economy already runs on digital currencies, a.k.a. bank accounts. Uh, No, your bank balance isn't a pile of cash sitting in some vault. Here is where I actually agree with Krugman. He says, it's a string of one and zeros on a server somewhere. And most of us make, geez, does he edit this at all? And most of us make most of our payments by moving those ones and (laughs) zeros around. Who is editing this at the New York Times? How how does this get past an editor? Jeez. They say making bank transfers, uh, computer tapping, swiping, debit cards, Apple Pay, Venmo, et cetera. And there he is right, except for his uh, just destruction of the English language. But he says some people don't have bank accounts. They don't trust banks. And one thing I want to point out, would Krugman have been saying don't trust banks if we would not have had Silicon Valley? Absolutely not. He's just saying this after the fact, kind of Monday day, uh, a Monday morning quarterback, if you will. So people hold cash, a lot of it. He says it's bizarre that people hold $2.3 trillion in cash. Weird. He says about half of it's overseas. What is that currency being used for? You guys guessed it. Terrorism, drug deals. Uh, laundering money, <laughs> every single uh, illicit activity you could imagine. That's the only reason that we have cash. Again, he never even acknowledges people like me that, like as an example, when I travel, if I travel for, if I travel at all, I'm going to keep a certain amount of cash in my bag. And it's going to be a significant amount of cash. It's going to be under the, the, the legal limit, of course, but it's going to be a decent amount of cash. Why? Because how do I know that if I'm not in, in Istanbul that my I'm going to run my debit card and it's going to get blocked for some reason? I mean, how many of you have had that happen where you go to run your debit card and it's blocked and you got plenty of money in the account? They just There's just some red flag that pops up with Wells Fargo's algorithm just because you bought a candy bar at Circle K. I mean, it just happens constantly. So I'm not going to get there stuck in the middle of a foreign country with my debit cards not working, hell no. I'm going to have cash in my bag, ready to go. Benjamins, those green pieces of paper, baby, <laughs> that oddly enough are accepted everywhere in the world. But you wouldn't know that listening to Krugman. So it, to me, it's no surprise that, that, that people want cash. But I'm obviously, I'm preaching to the choir. You guys understand the reason to hold cash. There's multiple reasons that are all legal. So then he goes and talks about the FDIC not having enough to cover the amount of deposits that we have in the uh, banking system. And he's right there. He says cryptocurrencies. And he has to throw in Bitcoin because he has to you know, throw Bitcoin under the bus whenever he can, just kind of like Republicans. And he says that Bitcoin, it's never going to work because it's way too volatile. It's basically summarizing his view. And so he says, well, what we could do is the government could issue their own stable coin. And he says, then if we're going to do that, I mean, that just takes us right into a central bank digital currency. And then he says, right here at the top of this paragraph, the easiest way to create such a currency, and I would argue pretty much the only way to bring this Orwellian nightmare into fruition would be to allow, his words, not mine, allow individuals to hold deposits directly at the federal 
reserve. Boom. This is what I'm predicting. This is what I have been predicting. Excuse me. We start just, we're hearing Krugman talk about it. And if we start to hear Krugman, the Nobel prize winning economist, the mainstream media likes to just put up onto a pedestal. I guarantee you're going to hear more and more and more of the central planning types, the Elizabeth Warren types, the Bernie Sanders types, and all, probably some Republicans as well. They're going to come out and say, yeah, this is a no brainer. And you know, what's amazing is I think there's going to be a lot of Republicans and a lot of the average Joe and Jane's out there that are going to be adamantly opposed to a central bank digital currency. But if we have another banking crisis, if this continues, and if the Fed comes out or Janet Yellen says, hey, we're giving you guys an option. Now you can just take your dollars and park them at the Fed and you can get a much higher interest rate. You don't have to worry about your deposit. You don't have to worry about taking a haircut on your deposit. I think a lot of these people that are adamantly opposed to a central bank digital currency are going to be like, oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, why do I want to be with Wells Fargo and get 50 basis points and have risk? I'm just going to put my dollars with the Fed. But whatever you do, don't set up that central bank digital currency. It's going to they're they're going to implement it right under their nose. And these same people that are that are protesting a central bank digital currency are going to be the same people that are like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and put my account at the Fed." And then 6 months later, they're going to wake up and be like, "What? What? What do you what do you mean I've got a social score? How can that be?" I don't use FedCoin. I haven't even heard about FedCoin. Janet Yellen didn't issue a central bank digital currency. How is it possible that I have a social score? Because they didn't understand the back-end mechanics. They didn't understand the plumbing. Therefore, they didn't understand that a central bank digital currency is when you have your dollars at the Fed. It is when your dollars are a liability of the Federal Reserve. So then he goes on to attack anyone who the, would want cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ron DeSantis, saying that basically, if you're in that group, all you want to do is uh, launder money, and, um, use extortion, and other bad things. <laughs> uh, there you go. But the main takeaway, guys, is let's be hyper-focused on dollars, individuals' dollars, entities in the real economy, moving to the Fed's balance sheet. And Krugman did point out something else that I've pointed out many, many times before and we all need to be aware of. And that is right here. This is per the Federal Reserve. This is their website right here. You can see the logo, everything. Does the Federal Reserve maintain accounts for individuals? This is from their FAQs. Can individuals use such accounts to pay bills and get money? No, illegal. This is from their website. The Federal Reserve Banks provide financial services to banks and governmental entities only. Individuals cannot, by law, have accounts at the Fed. Now, can they change this? Absolutely. Can they ignore this? 100%. And I expect them to do so. <laughs> but what we need to focus on right now is to make sure they don't. We need to, we need to make sure that this law sticks. We need to make sure that they abide by it. We need to make sure they don't break it. We need to make sure they don't change it. All this stuff that DeSantis is doing and Ted Cruz, that's all fine and dandy. But I, unfortunately, I think on net balance, it's actually a negative because it distracts people from the real core issue. And while they're over here focused on something called a CBDC, it leaves a huge blind spot over here for the central planners actually implementing this Orwellian utopian dream of theirs, or should I say Orwellian dystopian dream.
stream. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.